2: Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
1: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully. With expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. AdFreeShows.com has two can't-miss events this April. April 5th, the Nature Boy will join Show's members to watch his WrestleMania 8 title match against the Macho Man Randy Savage 30 years later. And then we'll celebrate 25 years since barely legal 1997 with Taz and Sabu joining us for a live watch-along on April 14th. This is your chance to watch your favorite wrestling moments with your favorite wrestling stars exclusively at AdFreeShows.com. You know, I get the question all the time, Conrad. I know you help people save money and you help people refinance, but could you actually help me buy a house? Yeah, buddy. Come on now buy with conrad.com is your hookup. And let me give you a heads up. You don't need a huge down payment to buy a house in 2022. In fact, you may not need a down payment at all. There are still loan programs out there that can get you out of your apartment and into a brand new house with no money down. And I know it sounds too good to be true, but buddy, we're doing it pretty routinely. And you don't have to be a veteran, but yeah, we can still help our veterans get into a house with no money down. But more importantly, we're going to help you get on the path to buy a house this year. You see, a lot of times we have these conversations and folks say, well, I've got a little bit of time left on my lease, or I'm not sure exactly when I'll be ready, or how much of a down payment do I need to save up? My advice, don't get ahead of yourself. Let's start the pre-approval process. Let's know what your new house payment could look like. You'll tell us how much down payments you want to have. Maybe the answer is zero. That's cool. And then you'll tell us what you want your monthly payment to be. And then you go shopping for your dream home. But step one starts at buywithconrad.com. And hey, did you know that when you go to file your taxes as a homeowner, you're going to get a statement back from your mortgage company that's going to say, hey, you can write off this amount of interest this year. How much of your rent are you writing off this year? None of it. Oh, and by the way, what's your interest rate on your rent? Well, that would be 100%, pal. You know you can do better than 100% interest. That's what rent is. Stop throwing your money away. And by the way, we can even help you get rid of your current house and get into a better house if you already have a house but you think, you know what, it's time for a new place. We can help you at buywithconrad.com. That's buywithconrad.com, B-U-Y with conrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender, and be sure to ask about our green light underwrite. We can actually get your file completely underwritten, and that allows you to negotiate like a cash buyer at buywithconrad.com.
3: The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment.
1: Hey, Hey, it's Conrad Thompson. And you're listening to ARN. And of course we couldn't do it without the hall of famer, the founder of the four horsemen, the creator of the spine buster. He is the enforcer. He is double a he's Arn Anderson. Arn. How are you, man? Well, I'm just sitting here getting ready for you.
0: Trying to remember 1988. That was a pivotal, pivotal, pivotal,
1: pivotal. It's a word now, you know, just say it with confidence. We believe you.
0: It was an important time in the business and in my
1: career. You know, it's fun. Every now and again, you'll be in the middle of a story and you'll equate it to a car. And I'm a car guy, like you're a car guy. And we like to talk about cars. What kind of ride were you sporting in January of 88? What was Aaron Anderson pulling up to the party in
0: 300 E Mercedes?
1: Google that, make sure I got the right style. Oh yeah. I remember this one. Boy, you couldn't hide money, couldn't tell you nothing.
0: 1987. Now it wasn't the the top priced one, but it was it was the nicest car I'd ever owned, let me put it to you that way.
1: Yeah, not a lot of uh brand new Mercedes rolling around Rome, Georgia. So good for you. I was in Charlotte. I know you were, but you're from Rome. What the hell? Are you denying your roots? I'm just saying, if they could just see hey, you now. Don't get hot. <laughs> Well, let's talk about where we are because you're starting off the year hot January 1st. You're back in the Omni. Now, listen, guys, I know that sometimes people listen to these shows and they're a little scattered out. You know, you listen to Arn today and maybe you don't listen for nine days. That's what's great about podcasting. You can listen to these on demand whenever you want, but in case you didn't listen to last week's, I just want to remind you. Arn was working the Omni on Christmas day, six days later, guess where they are. Back in the freaking Omni. So you're probably thinking, well, they killed the town. There couldn't be anybody there. The big show's Christmas. Who the hell would be there six days later? Well, how about 12,700 of them folks? Business is good. You know, it's easy for us to say Vince McMahon sabotaged Starcade. We know that's true. But as far as our people coming through the turnstile to see your product, six days apart, 12,700 more there on New Year's Day. That's quite a, quite a showing.
0: That's, that's them. Yeah. Well, it's, it's easy to not have the panic button, you know, sitting there or the lights flashing when you're, when you're doing that kind of business. Life was good.
1: Life was good. And it was especially good if you're Arne and Tully, because you're going to be working 19 minutes in a non-title match against two former horsemen. Oli and Lex are now on the outside of the horseman looking in. So you're taking on Oli and Lex. I never really got to know Oli, but I've seen enough of his interviews to know that he probably had some choice words about teaming with Lex Luger every now and again. What do you remember about these matches?
0: <laughs> I would imagine he did. Well, you know what? That's a, that's a marquee match. That's for damn sure. Uh, Oli was, was over in Atlanta. Uh, he was actually a pretty damn good baby face. Uh, Lex was fresh off the angle. So, There was a lot of interest I would imagine in that match.
1: I mean, yeah, Oli has has been a staple in in Atlanta for so long and cut some of the most believable promos. He's really everything Lex is not, which is why on paper, maybe that doesn't make sense. But Arn and Oli were famous for working a body part. Well, that's an Anderson tradition. So Oli's got that down pat. Maybe Lex, not as much, but at the same time, Boy, look at Lex Luger. He looks better than Hulk Hogan. I mean, what a physique he had in pro wrestling. Maybe that wasn't exactly Oli, but boy, Oli could talk his ass off. And well, maybe that's not Lex. I think they were like a good little yin and yang. I want to go out of my way to try to find some of these matches because on paper, I agree. Maybe that doesn't make a lot of sense, but you, when you really look at their skill sets, it lines up and with a common enemy in the horseman, come on, that's good stuff. They had a story in place
0: that people could sink their teeth into orange and apples are your best tag teams. Yes. You don't want teams where guys are trying to work alike and look alike and dress alike and all that. You want two different guys. They just happen to be uh, a team. And if they form a good team, then uh, it's cohesive. Then you got something.
1: And it looks a little bit like the odd couple, which is kind of fun. Uh, Greensboro, right. North Carolina, you guys are in the Coliseum the very next day, 12,457 fans. So listen, a lot of people talk about 1988, like it's the nail in the coffin for JCP. We're starting the year with crowds of twelve seven in the Omni and twelve four in Greensboro. Don't cry for me, Argentina, unless you got orange card here. He's working with Lex Luger. Lex is going to get the win. You're probably seeing some progression though. Listen, a lot of people like to go, Oh, LOL, Lex Luger. But the reality is you can't work with Arns and Tully's and guys like that day in, day out and not pick up a thing or two. Right.
0: Well, that was the whole idea. It was teaching him, grooming him, all those things. Plus having a marquee match that meant something on the card. There was a, there was a lot that went into it. at that point in time. Nobody knew they were going to be going anywhere or leaving. Our job, we had a fresh baby face in Lex Luger, was to get him as groomed as you possibly can, as quickly as you possibly can. That's the reason he was working with us.
1: The uh, next day, you're doing a matinee show in Greenville, South Carolina. It's on January third, and Rick Flair is in singles action with Michael Hayes but you're on after him Lex Luger and Arn Anderson and what's interesting is you're a tag team champ. I just love the way they've they've spread this around a little bit. To recap, it's Tully Blanchard and Jimmy Garvin, Rick Flair and Michael Hayes, Lex Luger and Arn Anderson, The Freebirds and Lex Luger and Ole Anderson. Boy, they got issues with the Horsemen. So rather than put them all together, let's just put them in singles matches. We can, uh, we can have quite a card that way. Can we not?
0: Yeah. And you can get those guys wins and we still have the bragging rights of being tag champion. That was the theory there. I think
1: this year, it's time to get off the couch and get back into the bedroom. Blue Chew can help guys. We know the confidence can take you far in life. And when you feel confident, you're at your best, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. That's where blue Chew comes in. Bluetooth is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as both viagra and cialis but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost and you can take them anytime day or night so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises now the process is simple you sign up at bluechew.com you consult with one of their licensed medical providers and once you're approved you'll receive your prescription within days and the best part It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, prepared and shipped directly to your door, all in a discreet package. And with Blue Chew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, uh, your package has arrived. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free when you use our promo code ARN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com. The promo code is ARN to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring today's podcast. Uh, that same show, we see Sting beat Eddie Gilbert. We talked a little bit about Sting earlier. You and I have never spent any time talking about Eddie Gilbert. Uh, I never had the opportunity to meet Eddie. I've heard a lot of people over the years say that he was one of the greatest minds in wrestling, and he's gone way, way too soon. Obviously, he grew up idolizing Jerry Lawler and became one of the kings of Memphis and had some success with the UWF and had a cup of coffee here with the Crockett's and then started to maybe look on the other side of the business and help with ECW before it was extreme. Uh, maybe had a series of matches with cactus Jack that were matches that maybe put independent wrestling on the map way back in 1991. What was your first impression of hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert?
0: Well, I didn't know Eddie and I not been anywhere for any length of time that he was, but I could respect, uh, what the other guys thought of him. They thought he had a, even though it was a Tennessee esque frame of mind, he was very entertaining as a performer and as a booker and had a good mind for, for doing things the Tennessee way. Um, as far as a performer, I worked, I know I worked with him a few times and, and I thought he was very, very good. He He had a good mind for psychology and athletic and, uh, but he, his roots were in Tennessee and you could always tell the guys that were groomed and brought up and, and watched Tennessee all, you know, Memphis show their entire life. You could see that, that he was pretty deeply embedded in that character.
1: Talk to me a little bit about uh, Memphis for a minute. You and I've never spent any time talking about this on or off air. A lot of guys, um, Well, let's just say it like it is guys like Bruce Pritchard who grew up with Texas wrestling and then obviously got endeared to the Northeast wrestling. He always sort of references Memphis, maybe tongue in cheek. Like, Oh, that's that old Memphis shit. Uh, but I've got some really great friends who grew up on that stuff and they say, buddy, that's some of the best television around. It was studio wrestling. You can't deny the success that Jerry Jarrett and Jerry Lawler had there. I mean, there was a time when that TV had like a seventy share. To put that in perspective, and it just explained to some of our listeners who may not be familiar with that terminology, if there were a hundred homes watching TV, seventy of them were watching Memphis Wrestling. I mean, that's bigger than the Super Bowl, y'all. That's but they didn't do it once a year like the Super Bowl. They did it every freaking week. And they ran the same Coliseum every week in the same towns every week. And I think Jerry Jarrett was probably one of the first millionaires in the history of wrestling. So you can't deny their success, but for whatever reason, a lot of folks within wrestling just sort of dismiss it, uh, because of the style or some of the over-the-top gimmicks or whatever, where did you land on Memphis? What was your opinion of Memphis wrestling? Some
0: of it was extremely entertaining. Some of it pushed the envelope a little too far, uh, where we call them midget spots, I don't think you could say that in today's world, but that's what we called them. And it was ha ha to the point of losing all reality, some of it. Uh, I knew and know that a lot of tremendous performers came through there. You got you know, Rock and Roll Express, you know, you had uh, Midnight Express, obviously, Jerry Lawler, who's a tremendous performer. A lot of guys made a trip through there and took some of that entertainment with them and incorporated it into their styles, you know, and you could see it in people's work. Uh, I think it was 11 o'clock Saturday morning across. That was when their TV show was, is that correct? Yep. Which is prime time. Didn't get any better than that for kids. Right. Most dads are off on Saturday. So I'm sure they watched it with their kids. That share you're talking about 70 shares ridiculous. It's got to be some kind of record I would think, but it was the only thing that was against was uh, cartoons. I would imagine that time of the morning, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, Saturday morning cartoons were a big deal, obviously. And, um, you know, the, the WWE programming obviously followed that a lot of the syndicated shows for WWE and WCW, they were also Saturday morning. So they were clearly on to something, but I just know that Memphis at times can be polarizing and I get it. You know, it's more than just the business. There is the art and the business behind the business. And, uh, I don't know. I just didn't know when we would talk about it again. And since we talked about Eddie Gilbert, it felt like a fine time.
0: Well, you know, and they all, the roots that they had to Jackie Fargo, everybody that ever watched that show, I think is a fan of Jackie Fargo. And you could see the Fargo strut and generations that followed generations that followed. Jerry Lawler is to this day a card. He's red hot in Memphis anytime you want to run it. Give him an opponent right now, he'll draw you a house. You know, so there are guys that, you know, Jeff Jarrett wrestled there for a long, long time, you know, and but he graduated out and went some other places and and uh, you know, became a more well rounded personality, I would say, other than just Memphis style. But you know, a lot of guys had a lot of success. And, you know, the, in those days, Conrad, we've talked about the baby faces were allowed to sell their merchandise and make their money off of it. That was a bunch, bunch of money over the years. Ask the bill Dundee's of the world. Why, when they would take time off from Memphis, they wouldn't go anywhere else or work anywhere else. You know why? Cause they didn't have to.
1: Right. I mean, so that's, that was a big deal. Huge deal. Huge deal. Uh, Let's get back to it. Uh, Baltimore, you've got a big TV taping and, and man, something big happens here. I want to talk about this. Rick Flair, Arn Anderson and Tully are going to beat David Isley and two unknowns in two minutes and 40 seconds. Flair is going to get the submission with the figure four, go to commercial and we come back and there's David Crockett holding the microphone, doing an interview with all you guys. And Flair says that he wants the NWA Western States heritage champion, Barry Windham to be their fourth member. And then Luger jumps in the ring, challenges any of the horsemen to face him. Windham then joins Luger in the ring. And the question is raised at the end of the show, as it's going off the air, which side Windham was on. This is great stuff. I just watched this, uh, I guess last year, maybe a year before, but the story you're doing here is phenomenal to recap. The original horseman, of course, included Oli Anderson. Telly makes a comment about that snot nosed kid. And you weren't taking care of business Ole's out. Now we're looking for a new member. Lex Luger says, I want it to be me until he didn't. And so when he didn't want to play ball and, and jump out of that battle Royal to allow JJ to win the horsemen are done with him. Uh, he got maybe too ambitious and he wasn't playing his role. And so now flair just comes out and says, I want Barry Wyndham. Now, before we talk about the angle, cause we're going to get there later in the month, did you have any sort of say, if that's the right word, any sort of creative, any input as to who the other member would be? Is that a Rick decision? Is that a Crockett decision or is it just done collectively?
0: Uh, that would have been, uh, ultimately a Jimmy Crockett decision, but you know, when you first see it, you go, "Oh, that could never happen," because Barry was such a polarizing baby face. Yeah, you know that—that's who he was. But then you think about it, and you go, "Hey, this guy is as talented as anybody in the business." Don't know if he could work heel, could be a heel, but boy, does he have one thing is undeniable. He has got incredible talent and skills. And it was one of you talking about the what ifs. Mm-hmm. That's a huge what if. Wow, what if Barry Wyndham joined these guys?
2: Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized.
3: When the horsemen were on top in Jim Crockett promotions custom-made from head to toe, they couldn't go to the local Mercedes dealer in just anything because they represented the standard of excellence. Comfy sweats and even Zubaz pants were only appropriate for the gym and the occasional day off at the house. But what the horsemen really needed back then to complement those tailored suits was the comfort and variety of Stance, a championship-caliber clothing company. Stance makes a full line of sweatpants, joggers, hoodies, and more that you'll be proud to be seen wearing whenever and wherever, doing whatever. It's no longer just about socks from the folks at Stance, as the entire line is soft and comfortable, coming in unique designs, not just the same old thing offered by every other company out there. No, it's not just socks anymore. Stance is bringing color, comfort, and creativity from toe to head with the launch of their all-new Active Apparel line. That's right. What started out as a radical reinvention of your sock drawer is now expanding to your entire wardrobe. Check out Stance's super soft line of sweatpants and joggers, shirts, hoodies, hats, and more, now available in a full range of fits, prints, fabrics, and fun. Embrace a life of superior comfort and creative expression with Everyday Active apparel that truly is stitched different. The versatility of the Stance line is ever apparent with the number of products that they provide. Timely as ever, the new Batman line is absolutely incredible. Not quite what you're looking for at the office? Check out the Icon line. These super soft socks come in multiple colors and designs Four thickness levels. That's right, just like the Four Horsemen likes, four thickness levels, and a padded bottom to ensure the most comfort possible. And after a long day at the office, enjoy the comfortable but ever-stylish joggers. These joggers are perfect for the house, the gym, an outing to the grocery store, or a casual dinner. My favorite thing about the joggers is that they stay in place and I'm not constantly adjusting my pants. The pocket for the cell phone is an added bonus because I never have to worry about misplacing it when wearing a pair of joggers made by Stance. I'll take Stance in a tag team match against any clothing line out there right now. Stance's philosophy is that you should never have to sacrifice your own individual style for the sake of comfort. And now you don't have to either. Whether you're relaxing around the house, working out at the gym, or running all over town... Stance now delivers its signature softness and creativity in a full line of active apparel from head to toe. Stance has got you covered. Head on over to stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase using promo code ARN at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance
1: stitched different. Well, we're going to talk about it, but before we do, Lex Luger is going to beat Gary Royal by submission with the torture rack in just a minute. And afterwards, Bob Coddle and JR are at ringside and they're discussing the dream match sweepstakes is going to begin in February. Fans have the option to pick the match they want to see by sending in a letter. And there's thousands of dollars in prizes. They're going to be given away, blah, blah, blah. But then he does a ringside interview with Luger about leaving the horseman and now facing the challenge of Arne Anderson. So, this same show, we're going to hear from The Horseman and Flair is essentially just spending the the whole promo mocking Lex Luger for not being able to hold the NWA US title. Meanwhile, Arn Tully and I were the only champions in wrestling that matter. Um What do you think of the the separation in the build of the Lex Luger turn so far?
0: I think it was okay. I mean, I got to remember you had to protect Lex. Lex was green, very green. You couldn't put him out there and, and, uh, give him too much TV time and too much stuff to talk about. You couldn't uh, put him in matches with guys that didn't know how to feature him because he was, he was very green in the business at that time.
1: (laughs) The, uh, next time we're going to see these guys is going to be the television taping that happens on January 6th. Uh, but before we get there, you guys did a spot show in Albany, Georgia, a special little promotion. First 500 kids, 12 and under get in for a buck. If the uh, ticket was purchased the day of the show, it's Hayes and Garvin against Anderson and Blanchard saw that a lot in December. That train will continue here in January, but then the TV taping back when we're doing our WTBS thing, we're going to have sting beat Lee peak, with the Scorpion Deathlock in 27 seconds, and afterwards, he's doing an interview with Sting, talking about him teaming with uh, Barry Windham to go after Ric Flair and the Tag Team Champions of Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. This is interesting because this is the era where we start to see the rise of Sting, and at the same time, the rise of Lex Luger. And a lot of folks, historians, newsletter writers, et cetera, et cetera. They've been of the opinion. And I think once upon a time, Rick even wrote this in his book, maybe not in the exact words that he felt like he helped make Lex Luger and sting. Would you agree with that assessment?
0: Well, I don't think there's any doubt.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, Rick made everybody that he ever worked with. There's I don't think there's any doubting that he would push guys to, uh, time in the ring that they didn't know they were capable of. He would chop the piss out of them, which would piss most of them off if they had any metal and it made them fight him back, which gave him a set. He did a lot in the ring for guys that, unless you knew what you were looking at, you really didn't even realize it. And then it was all said and done. You went, wow, Rick created that guy. He made an opponent. And, uh, When you're the world champion for as long as he was, that was your job. It wasn't about going in. You didn't see Rick power slamming guys and, and muscling guys around and eating guys up and all that. You saw him in there featuring what they could do well and what he could do well for him. And that was the world champion's job. And, uh, he was the best at it.
1: No doubt about it. Uh, you're doing your thing at the Leon County Civic Center, January eighth. The first thousand kids under ten were sold tickets for two twenty-five instead of the regular five twenty-five price, and those kids would see Ron Garvin take on Ric Flair and Lex Luger take on Arn Anderson. You also draw Lex in Lakeland, Florida, uh, on January ninth. That same day, there was a show canceled in Newton, North Carolina, because of snow, which is kind of interesting. Uh, thankfully, you're down in Florida. Uh, be doing another TV taping on the 10th back in Charlotte. This time we would see you and Tully team up to take on Larry Stevens and Greg Ligon around the five minute Mark. Uh, Tully is going to pin Stevens with the old slingshot suplex. And after the commercial break, Bob Cottle does a, a, an interview with you, Tully and JJ and Blanchard says they were met at the airport last week in Tallahassee by a local legislator. Who was also there to meet presidential candidate, Jesse Jackson, to show what level the horsemen were on. So I don't know what this is about, but sometimes whenever you hear a little nugget like this, you wonder, Hey, what's the rest of that story? Do you have any recollection of meeting some sort of dignitary or, 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 or what have you? Where was this? Tallahassee, Florida.
0: I don't. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. Right. One of those things, well, he's a politician. Congratulations. Do something good for the country. (sighs) See
1: you later.
3: I'm going to warm up.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid
3: common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How think, Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right? I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything wherever you listen.
1: So by now you know the Fed has raised interest rates and they're telling us they're going to raise rates six more times this year. What does that mean for you? It means waiting will only cost you money. If you've been thinking about building, if you've been thinking about buying, if you've been thinking about refinancing, the time to act is now waiting will cost you money. I urge you. I encourage you. Just let us run the numbers for you. If you want to buy a house, go to buywithconrad.com. If you want a lower monthly payment, go to save with I don't know what you're thinking. Man, can I really save money if rates are going up? Absolutely. Because if you've got credit card debt, if you've got a second mortgage, if you need to make improvements to your home, there's not a better, easier, faster, more economical, cheaper way to borrow this money than to use your current equity in your house. Here's what we're talking about. All of a sudden, our houses are worth more than ever in the last couple of years because the real estate market is hot, 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 daddy. Now, what you do with this debt, once you owe that debt, is up to you. So, if you don't do what I'm encouraging you to do, and go to SaveWithConrad.com, man, just keep making the minimum payments. Now, they're going to jack up your interest rates on your credit cards, too. Just so you know, we're not just talking about home loan rates, but all the money is about to get more expensive. Now, you're right now sitting at an interest rate on your credit cards that's way too high. I don't know how high, but you may not either. Is it 19%? Is it 29%? Here's what I know. It's going up. And if you feel stuck, if you feel like you're making the minimum payments, if you don't feel like you have a real plan to get out of debt, Now's the time to make that plan, baby save with Conrad.com. We can help you knock out all that debt, even let you skip your next two house payments. And more importantly, pay your house off faster. When we're really talking about saving on a refinance, the term is the killer. If the bank can trick you into giving them 29% of your gross monthly income every month until you die, it's mission accomplished for them. Don't take my word for it. Throw it in your Google machine. Mortgage is Latin for pledge until death. They put you in this thing to keep you beholden to them every month until you die. That's not the American dream. The dream is to get out of debt. I want to help you get out of debt today. Make a stand today. Tell the banks to stick it, brother. We're going to show them how to get out of debt faster and with cheaper monthly payments. If you got car loans, check, I can handle that. If you got credit card debt, check, I can handle that. Oh, and here's a pop quiz for you. Have you always wanted to do one thing to your house? Whether we're talking about upgrading your kitchen, upgrading your bathroom, putting in a pool, putting in a man cave, let's make someday today. All that's going to do is make your house worth even more. You're going to create even more equity. But at the same time, you're going to get those repairs or improvements done with no money out of pocket. You hear me? Why would you not do this? Get the dream house with the dream payment right now at SaveWithConrad.com. And if you're still throwing your money away on rent, I urge you, I encourage you, this is the year to take action. There is no stopping this real estate boom right now. I cannot believe what's happening, and I want you to be a part of it. Had you done it two years ago, you'd already be rolling in the dough, baby. What's that old proverb? The best time to plant a tree was 100 years ago. The second best time is now. Something like that. The second best time to buy a house is now. Find out how much money you can save when you stop throwing your money away on rent and you actually build some wealth for yourself at buywithconrad.com. And, buddy, we're licensed in almost all the states. Don't take my word for it. I know it sounds weird. Wait, the podcast guy about wrestling can help me save money? Go check out my reviews, ConradReviews.com. You'll see more than a 1,000 reviews. Our average is like 4.71 or 4.72. You know what that means? Pretty, pretty, pretty good. We're going to save you some cash. You're going to love it. Run the numbers with me. No cost, no obligation. Buy with Conrad if you want to buy. Save with Conrad if you want to save. Either way, I can hook you up. Savewithconrad.com, NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. And oh, by the way, don't be nervous about talking about your credit report. I don't care that you had a late here or there. I don't care that you had a bankruptcy back in the day. I'm not going to tell you no. Now, I might say not yet, but here's how. You need a plan to get out of debt. You need a plan to buy a house. And I can help you with that plan at savewithconrad.com or buywithconrad.com. Or, hey, man, maybe you don't want to do that. Give us a call, 888-425-0105, or just drop me a line. Yes, email me, conrad at savewithconrad.com. Sting's warming up because he's going to beat the Gladiator by submission with the Scorpion deathlock after the Stinger Splash. It only takes him 19 seconds to do so. And then afterwards, Jim Ross does an in ring interview with Sting, and he's challenging the Nature Boy. He wants a shot at the NWA World title. Um, we're also going to see uh, Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin win an enhancement match, and then they're going to challenge you and Tully to defend your tag titles. The dark matches that day uh, included Lex Luger and Arn Anderson, Ric Flair and Michael Hayes, this time inside of a steel cage. The beat goes on January 10th. You're working with Lex in front of 2,300 fans in Columbus, Georgia. The next day on the 11th, you're working on top. You go on very last you and Lex. Um, as you go back through these matches and you see, you're working with Lex day in day out, are you trying to put together different matches every time, or is it essentially you're trying to get your match? Perfect. Meaning is it pretty much the same or are you trying to say, all right, we're going to do this one a little different. I've heard stories like Jr would say. Once upon a time, he heard Jack Briscoe talking to Harley race. And they said something like, Hey, should we do Minnesota or Chicago tonight? Because they knew what they had done in those places. And here's sort of our routine for that day with a guy who's relatively green, like Lex Luger, and you know, you're getting him ready for Rick. Is there a different strategy you deploy when you're wrestling him day in day out to try to say, all right, y'all might do this, or here's, here's what might work for you. Or is it, Hey, let's do the same thing over and over until we have a perfect. Cause it's different fans, every town, right?
0: Yep. And they, they like different things. They received different things, different ways. I always tried to change it up because if he's not having to remember anything, if he's just reacting to what I'm doing to him, it's a whole lot easier. So much easier. So, you know, I would try to add just small things that would enhance him and, and let him see, you know, Hey, slow down here. Uh, You know, if I came screaming off the ropes and and went for what the audience would think was going to be Mo Luger down with the tackle, but I, but I ran into him and I took the bump. You got to let something like that breathe because it's not what they were expecting. They went, Whoa, I thought that was going to go the other way. And if he would just leave me alone and let me get away and sell that and, And act like I ran into a brick wall, which is exactly what happened. Then he learned something that day. Don't pursue to the next thing until you've got the mileage out of what you just did. That was the learning process we are trying to get across to Lex. He had the look. He had the vehicle. He had the push. He had everything going for him. Now he just had to learn how to work, which is one of the most important things You've got, you need to master in this industry. Can't, can't stress that enough.
1: Next up, we've got TV back in Atlanta, January 13th. It's going to be Arn and Tully taking on Ed Franks and Lee peak Blanchard's going to get the win after the slingshot suplex. Um, on the 14th, we're doing TV at the Norfolk scope. Uh, we would see another enhancement match here where you and uh, Tully pick up the win. And after the commercial break. He's doing a pro bow. He being Tony Schiavone talking to all of you guys about the, the bunkhouse stampede finals later that night on pay-per-view. So of course this is going to be recorded, uh, on the 14th, but it's actually going to air on Sunday, the 24th. Um, you guys run Richmond, Virginia, another, uh, TV taping. Lex Luger is going to get a singles win over you. And then we're going to do something kind of different. Barry Wyndham is going to wrestle Tully Blanchard to a double DQ at the 27 minute mark. When you and Ric Flair are going to attack Wyndham, Luger is going to come out to make the save. And after clearing the ring of the horsemen, Luger and Wyndham are going to shake hands and that airs on TV, which is buddy setting the stage in a big way. This is great stuff. Did you know what the finish or what the full story was going to be when this angle started, or are they just telling you week to week? All right, here's what we're doing this week.
0: Pretty sure it was week to week, which
1: yeah. I liked. Yeah.
0: I like not knowing. I like being surprised. I knew that the mix of players, no matter which way they went, was going to be good for us. Mm-hmm. So it was a no lose.
1: Uh, they're going to tape worldwide here, which will show Sting teaming up with Barry Wyndham to take on Arn and Tully. Uh, of course, there's not a title change there. Uh, and then the next day we're in Philadelphia along with 7,641 fans. Luger's going to get the win over Arn by reversing a small package. Uh, and Ric flair and reversing Mike, a small package. Yeah.
0: That's less than spectacular, but okay.
1: Hey, it's a surprise. <laughs> he, he snuck one out on you, whatever you want to call it. But what's notable about this show to me is Rick flair and Michael Hayes are in the main event and it goes 13 minutes. That's really, really short for Ric Flair in this era. And the notes say over at the history of com the match was shorter than usual because it was approaching 11 PM and local workers would have had to been paid overtime if the show went late. So somebody somewhere made a business decision and said, uh, Hey, this is a union building. We're not paying overtime. Get that shit done in 13 minutes.
0: What town What town was that?
1: Philadelphia, Pennsylvania.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That could get very, very expensive.
1: Uh, what was not expensive is the next day of TV taping in, uh, Charleston, West Virginia. It's you and George South, George South man had skills, would travel. What an unsung hero of wrestling in this era made everybody look great. And, uh, could have a competitive match if he needed to, could he not?
0: Last this last Saturday, he was in Clover, South Carolina. He's still wrestling. Yep. He's still tanned. He's still a gentleman. George South is one of those he's in a, uh, he's American treasure.
1: If you ever get the chance to meet George, have him, uh, sing some of his favorite journey songs for you. He knows them all, uh, St. Louis, Missouri, 5,900 fans on the the 17th. Once again, you're in there with Lex Luger on the 20th. It's a near sellout in Honolulu, Hawaii, 7,200 fans. Uh, what goes on last is Michael Hayes and Kevin Sullivan. Uh, Barry Windham and Larry Zabisco are on this card. Flair is working with Nikita, so it's a world champ versus TV champ. Uh, Flair, Flair's a damn cheater. He had his feet on the ropes. Uh, Dusty wow. is the U.S. champ, and he's going to beat Tully Blanchard in singles action. You're once again working with Lex Luger. Uh, we've also got the Road Warriors in there with uh, the Powers of Pain. Barry Windham is in there teaming with Ricky and Robert to take on Larry Zabisco, Bobby Eaton, and Stan Lane. So many talented people here in Hawaii of all places, but man, you didn't have very much time to enjoy it. I mean, you're in and out. Did, was this any fun at all or just a hell of a travel day? Sucked. Yeah.
0: But I'd never been to Hawaii before. Don't think had I.
1: I'm not sure, but I, I know that this was. Yes, not I a-
0: had Jimmy paid for it. Yeah,
1: that's uh, right. We vacation, talked about that. That's right.
0: Took a vacation there. So I'd been there for vacation. So, but when you just zip in for one day, it, it's like almost like not going there at all and then have to get right back out. Well, I I'm dying to know what the next day was
1: time to tell you about something I'm super passionate about protecting your family. Yes. This is a life insurance ad for goliathlife.com. But to me, this is really about peace of mind. Think about insurance for a second. We all get medical and auto insurance, yet we never even know if we're going to have a need for it. Let me let you in on a little secret. You need life insurance. We're all going to die. Now, as you let that reality sink in, think about what would happen if your family stopped having your income tomorrow. If you don't have a plan for that, you need to visit GoliathLife.com. And I mean right now. And just personally, I've lost two friends in their forties this past year and a half, and I don't even want to think about what their families would be going through. Had they not had life insurance, if you don't have it, get it, protect your family. And I suggest you go to goliathlife.com because they've made the process of getting affordable life insurance, super easy, Goliath life streamlines the life insurance process by allowing you to get quotes for more than 20 carriers within minutes. And you'll pick your terms and payments to fit your budget. You pick your price. You start the online application immediately and even schedule the medical exam to come to you. And I've done it. They sent someone to my office. I skipped the phone calls, the paperwork, and the crazy invasive conversations. Goliath Life makes buying life insurance simple. There's no hidden fees, no upsells, no hassle. Hell, not even a phone call. Goliath Life is life insurance in your hands, on your time. Get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home and begin your application in a few easy clicks right now at goliathlife.com. Uh, great Western forum. You're in Englewood, California.
0: Okay. That made some sense. So it was on the way back
1: still. That's still a If if you're getting to go to Hawaii, it sure would be nice to hang out a couple days before you have to jump back on it to fly back to LA to wrestle X Luger again, but here we are. Uh, TV yeah. taping again, uh, that would air on the 23rd. Uh, and this is going to be Arne and George South. This is the old TBS show in Atlanta. going to do Cincinnati gardens on January 23rd. And a big story happens here. I want to put some context to this. This is the night before the big pay-per-view spunk house stampede. So to recap where we are, because a lot of people are listen, listening to these shows in a vacuum, Vince McMahon sabotaged Starcade at the end of November. The the plan for a lot of these big talents, guys like the road warriors to stick around and not leave for the lure of LJN action money, action figure money and, and, and WrestleMania payoffs. I don't want to have a WrestleMania. I can't get one that big, but I can do a lot of smaller shows and you'll make more with me with more pay-per-views. So one of the big ideas is the bunkhouse stampede. Now, of course we know. Vince McMahon's not done messing with you guys. He's going to create a new concept that he calls the Royal rumble, and he's going to give it away on free paper on free television. Now he's doing that because the cable systems have had enough of his BS and they're not going to let him sabotage another pay-per-view opportunity for you guys, because it affects their business too. So Vince, if you want to run a pay-per-view fine, pick another day, pick another weekend. Vince doesn't like that works it out. They have a free event. On free TV, the Royal Rumble, which we know to this day is one of the most beloved events of all time. But it was created to compete with Bunkhouse Stampede, which is the brainchild of Dusty Rhodes and supposed to be the follow-up act to this now-sabotaged Starcade 1987. But before we get there, this is a crazy travel schedule, so I just want to run through it. Um. We did this last month and I just want to briefly run through it again here. Cause it's just, it's insane what you're doing. We talked about at the top of the floor floors. You've done it. Omni on the first Atlanta on the first Asheville on the second Greensboro on the second. That's a double shot. Uh, Roanoke on the third Greenville on the third Baltimore on the third. That's three shows in the same day, making Georgia on the fourth North Carolina on the fourth Spartanburg on the fifth Albany, Georgia on the fifth Atlanta, Georgia on the sixth. Sunrise, Florida on the sixth Fayetteville, North Carolina on the sixth Jacksonville on the seventh Tallahassee on the eighth Newton was canceled because of snow Lakelands on the ninth Huntington, West Virginia is on the ninth Greenville's on the 10th Charlotte's on the 10th, uh, Columbus is on the 10th. That's three shows on the same day, Fayetteville, North Carolina on the 11th Greensboro, North Wilkesboro on the 12th Sumter, South Carolina on the 12th, Atlanta, Georgia on the 13th Fisherville. I don't even know where the hell that is somewhere in Virginia on the 14th, Norfolk, Virginia on the 14th, Greenwood on the 15th, Richmond on the 15th, Lumberton on the 16th, Philly on the 16th, West Virginia on the 17th, St. Louis on the 17th, Columbia on the 18th, Charleston on the 19th, Georgetown on the 20th, Hawaii on the 20th, California on the 21st, Chesterfield on the 21st, Georgia on the 22nd, Shelby on the 22nd, Atlanta on the 22nd, And now Lakeland on the 23rd, and this is the day before pay-per-view guys. We did all that travel. It's not like, man, we better get a good night's sleep. Let's have our, let's wake up in our own bed, have a nice breakfast, go for a little light jog, get a stretch in, get a sweat in. got to be ready. Got to be at our best for pay-per-view bullshit. We're making towns all over the loop, including Cincinnati gardens the night before you're in Cincinnati. And the reason I bring this one up to you on paper, it feels like a rather rather elementary style show. It's sting versus Flair again. It's you versus Lex again, but Michael Hayes, no shows. It's a contract dispute. He's fresh here. He's in a prime spot and he's fired. What do you remember about Michael Hayes and his dispute with Crockett? Literally the day before the big pay-per-view, this one's in Cincinnati gardens. Everybody's there except Michael.
0: And did he have a match on the pay-per-view?
1: I'm sure he was going to be involved in the pay-per-view. I mean, my God, he had been challenged him and and Ronnie had been challenging you and Tully for a title shot. So it felt like, you know, from his standpoint, man, I'm I'm programmed with the horseman about to get a title shot. Ric Flair has been calling me out. I've had some singles matches with Ric Flair. I just wrestled him in Philly, which is Michael Hayes, kayfabe hometown. Why in the world? But, but he did.
0: If you ask him and, uh, y'all are buddies sometime, <laughs> was, this, was this a precursor to him showing up on WWF TV?
1: No, that would have been before.
0: Okay. So I got, I, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. So he'd already been to WWF
1: for a cup of coffee with Andre and all that. Yeah.
0: And he came back. Yep. Okay. So you know what? That's another one of those that I don't know. And in those days, you guys didn't discuss their inside business with, with other guys. You kind of kept it close to the vest. So not sure what happened there.
1: Well, it's weird because he winds up going back to world-class, but boy, by 88 world-class is on its ass. I mean, it's not near what it was and and, and he still has a little bit of fun there. I'm sure, but it's just not near what it was a few years prior. Um, the WWF has really, to use a line out of an old famous movie, they've drank everyone's milkshake up, but there's still a little bit left or we sure hope so. Because now you guys are not just running bunkhouse stampede. We're not just saying, you know what piss on you, Vince McMahon, we're going to run a pay-per-view and you're not going to be able to sabotage it. Cause we got the support of the cable systems. You know what? I'll do you one better. We're going to run it in long Island, New York. That's not Crockett territory. This ain't Greensboro. This ain't Charlotte. This ain't the Omni and we're running it in Vince's backyard. It's the bunkhouse stampede, which really, and truly, I don't even know how much sense that. I mean, a lot of times when we would have a show in a certain area of the country, we would name it. Like you wouldn't have bash at the beach in Ohio. I mean, I guess AEW does, but most of the time bash at the beach is on a freaking beach somewhere. This is a bunkhouse stampede in New York. This feels like Vince McMahon has gotten under the crawl of Dusty Rhodes and Jim Crockett, and they're trying to stick it to him and run it in his backyard. Would you disagree?
0: Sounds right. We were at war. You know, the house show business was good. So they, I'm sure the thought process is, Hey, if we're going to war, let's go to war. Let's, you know, let's land one behind enemy lines. Probably the thing that wasn't considered Which is absolutely true in those days. Uh, That was Vince. That was one of his towns, and his fans were loyal to his brand. We were the enemy. We were not, oh God, I can't. I'm so thrilled those guys are finally here. I finally get to see them live. That wasn't the mentality. When you went to some of those New York towns that were his, and it started that way with Philly and Baltimore, and we won them over with blood and guts and, and work rate, but some of those Northern towns, their, fans were, uh, and they weren't going to go to a NWA show. They weren't going to, but certainly weren't going to buy it on, on pay per view.
1: Here's what it looks like. We've got 6,000 fans here on board. It's Sting and Jimmy Garvin. Uh, they're substituting for Ricky and Robert, and they're going to beat the sheep herders by DQ. And then the pay-per-view starts. We got Jim Ross and Bob Cottle on commentary. Tony Schiavone serving as the ring announcer. Nikita Koloff is going to fight us tag team champ, Bobby Eaton to a 20 minute time limit draw. Koloff hits the Russian sickle just as time is expiring. And after the bout, he attempts to go after an interfering Cornette until Stan Lane appears. And then it winds up with Eaton and Lane, double teaming Koloff with Cornette's racket, they knock him off to the floor. And now it's time for Larry Zabisco, who has Baby Doll with him. And he's going to pin Barry Wyndham to win the Western States Heritage Championship in 19 minutes and 16 seconds after Wyndham, after he hit Wyndham with Baby Doll's high heel, and uh the referee had been knocked down. So Zabisco is now the Western States Heritage Champion. Um we haven't really spent any time talking about that belt, but Arnold on a scale of one to 10, how important was the Western States Heritage Championship?
0: Barry Wyndham hit his knees and thank God when that was over. <laughs> that it, is the most nothing happening, no history behind it, no history going forward championship there's ever been.
1: Just a, a bullshit. It just, a,
0: it just appeared. Yes. And the one guy that doesn't need. Some bogus championship to get over is Barry Wyndham.
1: Totally agree. His,
0: his skills got him over. I don't know. Couldn't figure that one out. Didn't mean anything. was never meant to, and Hey, I wrestled for it many, many times. It just wasn't one of those that, that was in a feature role. It was, uh, just a title for the sake of having some title.
1: Next up is road warrior Hawk. Who's got Paul Aylering with him, and he's going to go ahead and defeat Rick Flair by DQ in 22 minutes and 40 seconds. When Flair hit Hawk with a steel chair. And of course, a few minutes later, Hawk is going to send a very bloody flare to the floor. And then it's time for the bunkhouse stampede. Uh, it's an eight man bunkhouse stampede where he's going to last eliminate the barbarian in 26 minutes and 20 seconds. The other participants were Aaron Anderson and Tully Blanchard, the tag team champions road warrior, animal Lex Luger, Ivan Koloff, the warlord. And of course the barbarian. Uh, Koloff is, uh, going to be eliminated by animal. He's going to go over the cage in 16 minutes and 39 seconds. Warlord's going to be eliminated by animal through the door in 1807. Animal is going to be eliminated by barbarian with a big boot from behind going through the door immediately after that. And then Luger Anderson and Blanchard are all eliminated through the door as they're all trying to attempt to eliminate Luger Barbarian is eliminated by Rhodes after two big elbows to the head. And then afterwards, they present Dusty with the giant, oversized bunkhouse stampede boot for his win. But this is a pretty famous pay per view for a lot of reasons. One, because it led to the creation of the Royal Rumble. Two, because it was ran in the backyard of Vince McMahon in Long Island, New York. And three, it was not a great show. Not a great show that once again was won by dusty Rhodes, And there's a pretty famous story that Tony Schiavone has told several times on his podcast where Tully Blanchard was growing pretty tired of the dusty road show, where he said something along the lines of maybe next year, dusty should just book himself to beat dusty. And that way dusty still wins. The idea being we're tired of the dusty road show as part of the horseman. And I just want to mention, you're not running this like unopposed for real. We just talked about how there's a Royal rumble, but I just want to mention on the other channel, they ran Rochester, New York on January 22nd. They ran Landover, Maryland on the 23rd. They're not making it easy on you guys. And then of course they've got 16,000 folks in Hamilton, Ontario uh, for the actual Royal rumble. And it draws an eight. Point two rating and that's free. So I think you guys first got people excited about this bunkhouse stampede concept, essentially a battle Royal where anything goes and you did it all over the country and you've done it for, you know, it's 26 guys for a $26,000 prize. This is marketed as a half a million dollar prize. Of course, these are all wink, wink numbers, but the point is they took your idea. Improved on it, put it on free TV and said, all right, try to sell it now. And it didn't go all that. Well, what do you remember about bunkhouse stampede?
0: Yeah. And the thing that struck me at the time is the thing you're featuring should be something they've never seen before. Like the Royal Wumble yeah. on the other channel first ever, you, you only get one crack at doing something for the first time that makes it special. How many bunkhouse stampedes have there been in every market across the country? So now you're going to see the same thing, same concept, but you're going to have to pay for it. That felt like to me to not be the strongest thing you could do. But again, at that time, we're still making money every week, Conrad. It's one of those things that you're not, you're not throwing up your hands and going, Jesus Christ, we're making mistakes, we're starving to death. Somebody in my mind, if it was a rationalization or not, you know, somebody's doing something right. We're still making a damn good living. And that's the way I looked at it. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't as into the politics as Tully was. I kept my mouth shut and my head down because I knew I was going through a special time in the industry. Private planes, good business, high profile. A lot of positive things going on in the wrestling company. Two two companies were on fire, pretty much. If you want to look at it, now Vince was doing all these things to sabotage, and obviously he he had a head start on us. But still, business was good for two companies. There wasn't a lot. If you were a part of those two companies, to really be down about
1: the uh, the pay per view ads for this show said the good, the bad, and the ugly. And the Bunkhouse Stampede Finals, January twenty fourth, nineteen eighty eight, featuring wrestling's top stars: Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, The Road Warriors, Steve, Doctor Death, Williams, and Barry Windham. It's got a picture of Flair putting somebody in a figure four. It's got a flick, a picture of uh, Dusty Rhodes all dolled up in his full ring attire, and uh, it's got the Bunkhouse Stampede logo. Live event order now. It's not over till the last man falls. Twenty five will enter, only one will leave. I mean, I get it on paper. It sounds like a good idea, but in execution, what do you think of the bunkhouse stampede as a match concept?
0: Well, it was, it was just a battle Royal with jeans. Everything goes with jeans, which to be honest with you, inhibited your ability to work. Yeah. They were, they were pretty binding. Uh, you had to be careful when you had on cowboy boots that you didn't roll your ankle. I mean, there was a lot of. A lot of negatives to it. That's for sure. And it basically, it was just to, uh, basically it was just pitch up and
1: smear. It's so amazing to me to think about, you know, the concept of this. I mean, even the, I know that dusty had a belt buckle made for it, which I guess is cool, but what'd you think of that giant boot? I mean, it just, it feels a little hokey in hindsight to me.
0: Uh, I knew what it was. It was, you know, it was, it fit dusty. Yeah. It was meant to get dusty over. Like, I mean, he already was over. Don't misunderstand that comment, but it was just meant to enhance him and nothing like a big cowboy pooped. uh, if you looked at that and you went, who would that apply to, which, which wrestler you would go immediately dusty Rhodes. Yeah. So that was the idea. And I didn't sweat stuff like that. I mean, trophies and winners of battle Royals and stuff, you know, that, that was, that was stuff that was off my radar. I'll be honest with you.
1: January 24th. You're in Orlando 25th. You're in Greenville on the 25th. You're also in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Uh, here we would see you working with Kendall Wyndham. I haven't spent a lot of time talking about Kendall. We've spent a lot of time talking about Barry, any good Kendall stories you can share with us.
0: Just Kendall was in a tough spot. I mean, his grandfather's black Jack Mulligan. What a beast. His brother's Barry Wyndham. Here's Kendall. Kendall didn't have the physique. He didn't have the, uh, you know, the, like his grandpa or, or Barry for that matter, he, uh. You know, he was just a smaller guy and was just getting started. He had good skills, but I just don't think that he had the look for that time. I mean, look around the locker room. Mm-hmm. Some, there are some beasts sitting around in there. Kendall was just getting started and was kind of on the beginning of his career.
1: Dorton arena on January 26th is a TV taping and it airs in February. Uh, but it's kind of a cool segment because Flair's driven to the arena in a white limo. Uh, He's got you and Tully in tow along with JJ Dillon and a bunch of ladies are going to step out with flair as he receives the 1987 wrestler of the year award from the NWA pro wrestling digest. And moments later, uh, Jim Ross is going to conduct an interview with flair where he said Raleigh was the place where he won the Mid Atlantic TV title. And that's where the horsemen are going to party later that night. Then he's going to talk some trash to Lex Luger. Uh, meanwhile, Tony Schiavone does an interview on this same show with sting where sting is challenging flair to come out to the ring. Uh, eventually we are going to see flair Anderson and Blanchard rush the ring. Sting's going to escape and then he's going to tell him to come back out. We're building towards something with both Lex Luger and sting, but not on this day, it's Lex Luger and Ricky Santana, and they're going to beat you and Tully Blanchard. Haven't spent a lot of time talking about Ricky Santana. Any good Santana memories you can share with us? Just one.
0: We should have beat Ricky that night. (laughs) Only way. I mean, he was skilled. He was not positioned anywhere close. Uh, that should have been, we should have took advantage of that.
1: It's no wonder the telly's getting a little frustrated, you know? I mean, Ricky Santana's beating you guys. Mighty Wilbur beat you. I mean, my God. Uh, and I refuse to believe
0: Conrad that it was a vindictive thing to just, To just shove it up our keister, I just think they thought we were bulletproof. Right. And we weren't. Yeah. We weren't bulletproof and you could see it, but it backfired because it wouldn't be Ricky Santana. If, if, you know, those guys winning would have been a huge feather in his cap and you would think the audience would go, Hey, they're fixing to do something with this guy, you know, good for him. What they started to do is just left a bad taste in their mouth, the audience. And they started to to cheer for us a little bit because they knew it was a bullshit deal.
1: Uh, January 28th, Lex Luger and Arn Anderson are going to be in Hammond, Indiana on the 29th. You're in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Once again, putting over Luger on the 30th, we're doing a TV taping. You'll get a win over Kendall Wyndham. And then you and Tully will get a win over Tommy angel and Gary Royal. Uh, on the thirty first we've got Lex and Olie teaming up at the Omni in front of sixteen thousand two fans. Think about that, guys., mm. we just talked about we ran here on Christmas and and had one of the biggest shows of the year and then, six days later, we got twelve thousand fans here on January first, thirty days later, back in the Omni, Luger and Olie second from the top, beating Arn and Tully. And then in the main event, Ric Flair and sting, it's hard to really listen. I get in hindsight, we can see where the mistakes were, but it really is hard to feel bad about where business is when you got 16,000 folks in the Omni like this, right?
0: Yeah. You know what? That day I can tell you, I didn't go back in my mind and went "Boy, they really screwed us for that Royal rumble. Right. I just went, Jesus Christ, what a house. Yeah. And that's what I live by. And that's what. In those days, that's what everybody lived by because there were no guaranteed contracts. You made, you know, whatever you drew. And, uh, if you were getting paid as a top guy and you were positioned as a top guy, it was as good as it gets.
1: Well, we hope that, uh, this is as good as it gets and that you guys are digging what we're doing every week here on R and we're going to be back next week, talking about February of 1988. Don't forget you get all these shows early and ad free and uh, hopefully, as you're listening to this, you're making plans uh, to join us today at WrestleCon. Uh, Arn Anderson is there, ready to sign your stuff, ready to take your pictures. By the way, Tully's there too. So if you've got something from 1988 or 1987 that you want to slide in front of them and get autographed, they'll both be there. That doesn't happen all that often these days where you guys are making these sort of appearances, but it's happening today at WrestleCon. So make plans to come join us, right?
0: Yeah, come see me, guys. I can't wait to meet everybody from around the world. And I think with uh, the pandemic easing off, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have a really eclectic crowd there. It's it's just gonna be a lot of fun, you know, people from around the world. So it's an event, it's an happening. Uh, appreciate the comments always about what you and I are doing, Conrad. And I get a chance to thank you for that in person. So. Come on down. See me.
1: I'm pretty pumped about it. It's going to be fun. WrestleCon happening today and next Saturday and every Saturday after that, it's all about
3: Arn. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on, and on, and on right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? You can pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search BLEAV on YouTube or wherever you
0: listen.